Hey, welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today's episode is on how to build mental strength. I'm very excited about this episode. Mental strength is how effectively a person can deal with stressors, challenges, and pressures of life while still performing to the best of their abilities. If you find yourself regularly consumed by your emotions and outside stressors, here are a few skills you can use to strengthen your mental muscles. Before we get into the steps on how to build your mental strength, I want to get into a little story first. About a week and a half ago, I went to a spa, like my my muscles was hurting from work and it was just a long day. And I'm like, girl, get yourself to a spa right now, today, because you deserve it. So I found a spa not far from my spot. It's like this huge, amazing spa that I didn't realize is literally walking distance from me. How lucky am I? Anyways, did the whole spa thing, got my massage did the sauna, all the good stuff. So started exploring the the spa area and they had this hot tub and cold, freezing cold bath available. So basically people just went from the hot tub into the cold bath. I was just trying to explore the hot tub. I was not mentally prepared to explore anybody's cold bath. I just finished a great massage did the sauna. I'm just trying to live my best relaxed life right now. But the person I was in a hot tub with kept pressuring me. And he's like, you should really go in there. Like you should try it out. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Usually I don't really care for the pressure. Like if I already have my mindset that I'm not doing something, I've gotten to a stage in my life that I'm not going to do it. Then he asked again and he was like, no, nah, you should really try it out. Like you should at least go in just for a little bit or something. And I'm like, no, nah, I said, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to go. Then I had to pause and ask myself, why am I saying no? Is it because I generally do not want to go? Or is it because I'm scared? And it was because I was scared. I was scared as hell. And I'm like, I'm not trying to jump in no cold ass bath right now. Like I've done random cold showers just cause to experience it. But even that it's like, it's a lot, but a cold bath like that, I know that's a whole nother level. So I'm like, okay. I started considering it because I'm like, if it's because I'm scared, then I have to push myself to be courageous enough to at least explore it, at least try. So I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go in there for a little bit. So he told me, just jump in. Don't go down the stairs. Just jump in and take it. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, okay, sounds like a terrible idea, but sure. I did as he says, and I just jumped right in. And I'm telling you, when I jumped in, It felt like my whole body was so confused, like in complete shock. I felt like my heart was beating so fast, but like not in rhythm. It was just like, what is going on? Basically complete panic. I was able to stay in there for a few seconds longer to like, I just worked on my breath work and just like worked on breathing in and out as long as I could. Eventually, a few seconds later, I jumped out. So let's say I probably lasted in there 20 or 30 seconds. I don't know. I didn't time it. 
I got out. But I was proud of myself because you know what? I fucking did it. At least I tried. You know, I got out. I cooled down and then I went back into the hot tub. Eventually, the trainer that works at the spa and in that cold bath area, his main job is to actually help people and guide them through the cold bath and also give them tips on how to, you know, last longer and basically reap the benefits of a cold bath because there are a lot of health benefits like it reduces inflammation and swelling and it relieves like sore muscles. It's it's good for a lot of stuff, right? It's good for a lot. And basically, he helps people with guiding them through that cold bath. So eventually, he came to me and he was like, so are you going to go for it again? And I'm like, oh, no, I just did it. You didn't see me go in there? I, I, I'm good. I, I already did it. I'm good. Thank you. Maybe next time. Now, he's like, no, you should try it again. Like, you should try it again. That's how you get better. So... I was like, I don't know. Nah, I'm good. I'm not going to try another one. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, nah. And then again, I had to ask myself, am I saying no because I'm scared or because I really don't want to? And it was because I was scared again. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to do it. So this time I tried it again. And I tried it with his guidance. And I was able to last three minutes. I know amazing. And I think I was able to last three minutes this time was because he was able to speak to me in a language that I understood. He was able to let me know that this wasn't about physical. It was about your mental. You had to use your mental strength to survive this. In the process of me being in there for three minutes, there were a lot of other people that came in, all shapes and sizes, big muscular men, thin men, thin ladies, bigger women, that were only able to be in there for a few seconds and ran right out because they also, like I did it in the beginning, have the tools and I didn't make that mental connection. So for today's episode, I'm going to walk through the steps and I'm going to link back to the story and connect how the steps kind of all work together. They're very basic steps that you can use with anything. You can use with when life gets really difficult or you can use with when you're going through physical pain. When you're actually going through pain that affects your physical body, that could be purposefully or not purposefully. It could be when you're working out or when something happens. These skills, when you build them, can be translated in all ways. Because when you really think about it, our mental controls everything. You can be as strong as you want physically, but if you do not have the mental strength, it will never be enough because your mental controls your physical. So it's important to strengthen your mental And that strength will help you manage everything else. So let's get right into the first step. The first step is practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is the ability to bring your focus to the present moment. Being fully engaged with what you're doing and how you're feeling without any judgment. As humans, we spend a lot of our mental energy on either thinking about the past or the future. All things we have absolutely no control over. We can't change what's happened in the past and we damn sure can change or fix anything that's going to happen in the future. Being able to practice daily mindfulness helps you build the strength to be able to bring your mind back to the present moment, coming back to your power, coming back to the place, the only place you have control over. There are a variety of mindfulness activities you can participate in. One is meditation. I always promote meditation on this podcast, but you don't only have to do meditation. You can do a gratitude list, writing down a list of things you are grateful for every day, 
and being in that present moment, using that time to really think about the things you're grateful for and how it makes you feel, doing that on a regular basis helps you practice mindfulness. You can also practice mindfulness by just paying attention to your breath. It's actually one of my favorite that I try to do when I want to get back to my present moment. I take really deep inhales and long exhales. Really bringing your mind and focus and your full attention to your breath. That's a way to practice mindfulness. You can do walking meditation. This is another one of my favorites. I love going for walks every day and just like no headphones, no music, nothing, no distractions. It's just me and the world. I want to see what else I could notice around my neighborhood this time. I want to focus on the trees. I want to pay attention to the texture of the things that I see. I want to touch things sometimes. I know it's weird. Sometimes like I need to touch this tree right now. And I go up to the tree and I touch it. And I know people are probably like, or they're probably not even noticing me because usually people are just in their own worlds too. But just being in the moment, taking a walk, it is so helpful. And it's a way for you to practice on a regular basis, being mindful and being present. Step two, befriend discomfort. Often, our mind's expectation of the level of pain something's actually going to cause us is always so much more than the actual pain. Have you guys noticed that? Like sometimes you create this huge deal in your head and you're saying, oh my God, if I do this, the worst is going to happen or the whole world is going to explode. And it actually doesn't happen that way. Or sometimes the things we're so scared of when we actually tried it, it's not as bad as we thought. Pain and uncertainty is the price of admission to being a human being in this world. We cannot escape it. We get to be happy. We get to be angry. We get to have uncertainty and not know what the future holds. We get to deal with pain, sadness. We get to deal with joy, abundance. We have all these things, but they all exist. They all exist and they will all appear in all of our lives. We cannot run away from it. In step two, I'm saying, I need you to befriend discomfort. Don't just be best friends with joy, happiness, and all the positive things in life and ignore the discomfort. Don't ignore the fear. Don't ignore the anger. Befriend it. Befriend the pain. Because when you befriend the pain, you start to see it's not as bad as you thought. It still sucks. Yes, you can acknowledge that this pain pains. (laughs) You can acknowledge that. You can acknowledge that it sucks to be in that moment. You can acknowledge that you are hurting, but you have to let it flow. You have to let it flow through you. You have to sit with it. Be with it. Explore it. And while you're exploring it, you start to become comfortable with it. You start to adapt. And now going back into the story of me being in that cold bath. When I first got in, the second time when I was able to last three minutes, he told me, walk down the stairs instead. Do not shock your system. Just walk right into it. I followed. I walked right into it. 
and it was cold as hell. He said, be present. Focus on being in the present moment. Focus on experiencing what you're experiencing. So I had to practice step one, which was practice mindfulness. He said the first minute of being in there is going to suck. It's going to be uncomfortable. Your body is going to be rejecting it, but just accept it. Accept the discomfort. I had to befriend it. I knew it was going to suck, but he said just accept the pain. So I did just that. I stood in there. For one minute, I just focused on my breath. I focused on deep inhales and long exhales. And I just focused on that while accepting and befriending the discomfort. When you befriend discomfort, you don't run away from the pain because you know pain is part of the human experience. You accept the pain. You don't blame the pain on someone else. You don't suppress the pain. You just accept it. You sit with it. You name it. You acknowledge it. And you validate your human experience. You validate your goddamn self. That's how you start to build your mental strength. And I'm not saying that once you start befriending discomfort, you're always going to be comfortable now. You're never going to feel pain again. That's not going to happen. Like I said, pain is part of the human experience. But what's going to happen is when you experience pain, it's not going to be this huge monster in your life. It's not going to be this huge undertaking. It's going to be something that you are prepared for and you will get through because you have the muscle for it. You have the muscle to handle the challenges that comes with it. So it's not going to break you. Very similar to building any physical strength. Like if you're exercising, if you've been running for a while, at first, running one minute might be a lot for you. Eventually, running five minutes is what you could do. Eventually, that increases to 10 minutes. Now, the thought of running for one minute is cake to you. But that's how mental strength works as well. Step three, compassionate self-talk. How do you speak to yourself? Is it empowering? What's the narrative of your regular thoughts? Would you want to be raised by someone who treats you the way you communicate with yourself? I want you to really digest those questions and really let it sink in and be honest with yourself with the answers. A lot of us talk negatively to ourselves. Our thoughts aren't all ours. Our thoughts are a mix of a whole bunch of outside noise that we've adopted from our families, friends, school. So yes, we all do have negative thoughts. You can't control your pop-up thoughts the ones that just come out of nowhere, we all get those negative self-talks. But you can't control the conversation. You can't control what happens after that. So how do you speak to yourself? Because the fastest way to get results when building mental strength is practicing self-compassion. You have to give yourself a lot of grace, understanding, and validation of your experience. So the way you speak to yourself matters. You have to be kind with yourself. You have to be compassionate with yourself. So going back into the cold bath, after the one minute, and he said, the first one minute, it's going to suck. Then after, your body's going to adapt to the situation and it's going to feel more regular. Maybe even similar to how it was in a hot bath. 
And I was thinking in my head, like, that's impossible. But he was kind of right. Don't get me wrong. It was still really, really cold. But my body adapted the same way it adapted in the hot bath. I was no longer shaking. I was relaxed. So he said, move around. Move your body around. You don't need to just stay in one place anymore. At that moment, I was still kind of freaking out, but I had to control my self-talk. So I told myself, you can do this. Your body is calm. You are so strong. I can't believe you're doing this. I had to focus on those thoughts. I'm not saying that the negative thoughts didn't come. The thoughts that are like, oh my God, let's get the fuck out of here. Why are we still in this thing? They came, but I had to bring in the cheerleaders. I had to bring in the cheerleader thoughts. And I had to let them run the show because at the end of the day, I'm the boss of this mental show. So I brought in the cheerleader thoughts and I'm like, y'all need to, y'all need to hype me up. And they were hyping me the hell up <laughs> because I was able to last another minute. I was able to last three whole minutes. So self-compassion is key. It gets you through anything. Self-compassion could be encouraging words to yourself like I gave myself during the cold bath. Or it could be validating a negative emotion you may be feeling without trying to understand it or justify it. Just saying, you know what? I'm feeling angry right now. And I have the right to feel angry because I am a human being. And whatever made me feel angry made me feel angry. I am feeling angry right now. That alone is validating to yourself. Saying that and saying, I am experiencing it and I am just going to sit in that anger because I feel angry right now. And that is validating to yourself. And that is self-compassion. Self-compassion could also be forgiving yourself for reacting in a habitual way, even if it doesn't align with who you want to be. But still saying, you know what? I will forgive myself for the habits I created that I thought were protecting me but are no longer serving me. I will forgive myself for acting in that way. And I will be better in the future. That's self-compassion. We're at our last step which is patience, step four. All these skills are all great, but they require you to do it for the long run. It's not just going to be for my three-minute cold bath series, okay? In order to build mental strength, the skills that I was able to utilize in those three minutes are skills that I've been building for almost two years now. They're skills that I've been working on for a while, and have experienced a lot of lows and highs, but have been consistently working on on a daily basis for almost two years. So patience is important. There's a huge distance between having the knowledge and actually being able to act on what you know. You could know all the information in the world, but being able to implement it into your life is completely different. So I hope you guys realize that when I come on this podcast to give you guys tips I'm not just giving you guys tips from point of view of someone that got it all together because I don't. I'm experiencing these challenges in my life, learning from them and teaching them to hopefully help somebody else to give you information because I feel like these information helped me. But sometimes I fail and sometimes I succeed. It requires a lot of patience in order to be in it for the long haul. So it's going to take time to adopt these skills and mostly because they will be overriding with old habits you've had previously before. So you're going to want to be old routine you 
while trying to implement new skills. It's going to be challenging, but it's possible. It just needs constantly working at it. It requires you to be patient with yourself. When you're patient with yourself, it's going to be easier for you to continue on the path of trying to build your mental strength instead of convincing yourself out of it. When you're not patient with yourself, you're going to constantly keep seeing how much you're messing up as a way to get out of it. Like, damn, like I've been working on this for how long and I still keep making these mistakes. You can't look at it that way. When you're patient with yourself, you have to understand that it just takes that one time to get it right. You might have a lot of mess ups, but eventually you get that one time you get it right. And you're like, oh, okay, if I could do that, I could do it again. You might mess it up again, but then eventually you're going to get it right. But you have to be patient with yourself and understand that patience is required in the journey. All right, well, that's it for today's lovely episode. I hope you loved it because I did. Duh, it's my show. Thank you, guys. I love y'all. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.